This week we continue in our sermon series on Pray First. And this morning we look at Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 42 through 47. We read in Jesus' name, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Thus ends the reading of God's word as written to us in the book of Acts. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word, for your word is truth. Thank you for the opportunity to gather together to hear from you. Illuminate our hearts and our minds that we would be transformed for our sake and for the sake of the gospel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever said that you're going to do something and then three or four hours later what you said you were going to do Still wasn't done? Well, it happened to me not so long ago. I told Alyssa I was going to wash the dishes. But then I had a phone call. And then I had to help one of the girls do their homework. And by the time I thought about washing the dishes, It was a little too late. The girls were already in bed, and and I just can't wash dishes without making any noise. It was too late, and I would have woken them up. And then, of course, the the dishes wouldn't have been washed until a day or two later. There was plenty of distraction. On on occasion, could we as a church get distracted? We have a great plan to serve the Lord in his church, and then we we get kind of sidetracked. There's There's a hundred and thousands of things that need to be done. Sometimes that includes calling a pastor, The roof might be leaking. Other ministries need attention as well. And so there are plenty of distractions. Rather than to focus on reaching outside of the walls, fulfilling the Great Commission. And this is not just a Maple Park issue. This is a universal church issue. So every now and then, it is good to refocus, 
to again focus on what God has for us to do in making disciples. This process of refocusing is called revitalization. Over the past few months, Pastor Adam has been sharing the vision that God has given to us as a congregation to gather, to be transformed, and to go. When we look at our text this morning and the time leading up to it, we see this vision in the life and the ministry of the disciples. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the apostles to, to, to stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. He said to the apostles, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria until the ends of the earth. It was ten days later when the apostles were gathered together in one place and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were able to speak in different languages, speak in tongues. At that moment, they were transformed. You know, without studying, would you be able to stand up and speak another language? Would you be able to stand up and speak French, German, Aramaic? They were changed and equipped to reach people for the kingdom. They were given power as promised through the Holy Spirit. And because of this power, they were able to go. So then Peter stood up and he preached a message to fellow Jews and to all those who lived in Jerusalem. He told them that the man that they crucified, God made him both Lord and Messiah. And so the people replied, well, what should we do? And Peter said to them, believe and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Those who accepted the message were baptized. And then what did they do? In verse 42 of our text it says those, they, those who accepted the message devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. So wait a minute. What were the apostles doing? They baptized people, and then they were teaching them. Do you remember where that is from? Does that sound familiar to, the, to you? Well, it speaks to what Jesus told them before he ascended. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. How? by baptizing and teaching. The apostles were fulfilling the Great Commission. They were teaching those who were being saved through the power of the Holy Spirit. But not only were the apostles living out the vision statement of gather, be transformed, and to go, so were the new believers. These new believers were living out the vision statement as well. 
They were gathering together as they were devoted to God by gathering together. We read in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They gathered together to hear from God's word, which is God's primary way of revealing himself to us. Of course, the New Testament wasn't written at this point, so what Jesus said was passed on from person to person orally. The apostles were the ones that were with Jesus for three years. They knew of who he was and what he accomplished for them and for the world and spoke as the Holy Spirit enabled and equipped them to do. And the new believers wanted to learn all that they could from the disciples. They also gathered for fellowship. Fellowship at that time had a different definition. And don't take me wrong, I love coffee and cookies. It wasn't long ago in which I was nicknamed the Cookie Monster for various reasons. But fellowship was described as the opportunity to share with one another what Christ is doing in one's life. This is what we might call a testimony. Imagine if we took that same opportunity, if we, have, we shared in conversation with each other over coffee and cookies about what Christ is doing in us. What an encouragement that would bring to our fellowship. The new believers also gathered together for the breaking of bread, which in this case, we call communion. It is the time in which we participate in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. We receive the forgiveness of sin. We enter into a closer relationship with Christ. And we are strengthened in faith, hope, and love. Finally, they gathered together to pray. It is our way to talk to God as he leads, guides, and directs our conversation. We praise God for who he is. We confess our sin to him. We thank him for what he had done. We lift our request to him. But we pray. Thy will be done. You see, prayer isn't about getting our way, but seeking God and his will. The believers saw how prayer was essential in their lives and how it played a vital role in their relationship with God. And through daily communicating with him and through his power and provision, they were able to live according to who he was was and what he had given to them. The disciples also shared and showed us that prayer can be corporate. They came together to pray. They were gathered together to share in everything they did, which included praying. How does the old saying go? A family that prays together stays together. Thank you. 
That was certainly true for the first church. As they were gathering together, they were transformed. Before they came to to Christ, they were known to be Pharisees and Sadducees. They were officials and tax collectors. They were more concerned about power and prestige. They took money from others without a concern for those they were taking from. Before coming to faith, they were self-centered and worldly. But now as believers in the one true God, they are now Christ-centered. Instead of being selfish, they are now selfless. They were not looking to themselves, but were interested in helping others. They no longer acted individualistically. They acted as a family. They had things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any were in need. They shared their needs and didn't hide them or isolate themselves from the rest of the family. They valued people instead of property. The people's faith was not individualistic, but the faith of a family. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, this time meaning dinner, and who doesn't like dinner? They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Their community of believers was a true community of faith as they trusted in God's provision for their lives. And as they were being transformed, they were able to go. Verse 47 says that they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The people around them saw unity and peace, and they saw the family functioning well, and this was attractive to them. Therefore, the disciples had favor with men. They saw how God was working in the disciples and wanted it for themselves. How much harder would it be to share the gospel if people didn't like you or appreciated the way that you lived? Put it this way, how easy would it be for you to be around someone who is angry at the world and didn't get along with anyone? When you saw him or her, you would run away, wouldn't you? Not only did others want to be around them, they accepted the message of the gospel. They came to believe that Jesus was born, that he died, and that he rose again from the dead to save the world from sin and death. As we gather together, we we can gather together in great expectation of hearing from God as he comes near to us through the word and the sacraments. There are many opportunities to gather together. We gather together in our worship services, 
in our life groups, in Bible studies, prayer meetings, youth group, and kids club. The question is, is are we ready to receive from the Lord what he has for us in, the, in those gathering opportunities? These are, these are times in which God invites us to hear from him and encourages us to pray to him as he prompts us. It is because of our time in the word and the sacraments and in prayer that we are able to be transformed. As we gather together, the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and continues to mold us that we would look more and more like Jesus. And we pray that God would renew us in our faith and bring revitalization to our church that we would once again grab onto the mission that God gave to us and still gives to the church universal to make disciples. As we are transformed, as we are becoming transformed, as we will be transformed, we are able to go. And just as the disciples were given power when the Holy Spirit came upon them, we also have that power. It is the power of Christ that enables us to be effective and faithful to that for which Christ has called us as his family and the opportunity he has given to us to make disciples. So we pray first, asking God to lead us, to give us words to say, to speak into the hearts of those we come in contact with. We pray first because we are helpless and, uh, and are in need of his help. We pray first because what is impossible with man is possible with God. We pray first because he is able to accomplish immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine according to his power that is within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. We pray first because it is only through him that we are able to gather to be transformed and to make disciples who then will make more disciples who will then we pray and make more disciples. Praise be to God who calls us, who encourages us, and equips us to be his devoted disciples. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship you, to praise you, to hear from you about what your, your word says to us. Father, we praise you and thank you that as we hear from you, we are transformed. We are transformed to be more like you, to be changed. And then as we are transformed, we are able to go, to go and make disciples of all nations, 
And as those disciples are made, they are able to make other disciples. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you for your promise to us. And we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us in Christ Jesus as he came and gave us life and life eternally with you. Father, we praise you and thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.